0: Hey, welcome to Gig News This Morning, featuring me, GigTube, and returning as as always every Thursday, Steve in Texas. What's going on, man? Howdy, folks. And fresh off his interview from Tuesday night, Joe, aka Driven Wild, is actually not How too doing? far from me in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. What's going on, guys? What's going on?
1: Florida. Joe, are you usually out the door by this time. I'm usually out the door about an hour and a half ago.
0: <laughs> Joe's a workaholic. He works like eight a.m. to ten p.m. or something like that.
2: Yep. <laughs> oh, yep. day all oh, the twelve plus hours. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's how I
2: operate. I started working later. I mean, now that it's light, now that it's daylight later, mm-hmm. I've uh,
1: done that. I've been trying to stay up later. I just can't physically do it. Not yet. Maybe it's Mm. something I need to work on. Well, that's good that you spring out of bed Mm -hmm. like
2: that.
0: Actually, I kind of don't like this time of year. Not because it's hot, but because the sun rises so early. And like my cats, they'll wake me up at like five in the morning now because cats, um, when the sun rises and when the sun goes down, that's when they're most active. So when the sun comes up, they start running all over the place. They're little
2: (laughs) alarm
1: clocks. Yeah, I just real. I just realized that days actually do get longer when daylight's it when it's this time of year. I totally didn't remember that.
0: Actually, it's That's- not quite as bad down here. Like back, because you and I are both from New York, and mm-hmm. it's it's like the further you go to the poles, the more extreme it is. That's why, like in Alaska, they right. get like twelve on, twelve off, or whatever. Yeah. Mar the machine. Good morning, hey. fellas. Morning, first- Mar. It's my first time seeing this person.
3: Hmm.
0: It's always nice to have new people in the chat. Anybody got... I See, now that I'm taking Tuesdays and Wednesdays off, I don't have any funny stories to tell for the Thursday show because I haven't worked the last two days. So anything funny, interesting, exciting
1: happen to either of you guys? Well, kind of. Um, I don't know if it would be really funny, but something ended up happening with a restaurant that was near me. Um, I ended up picking up for this restaurant near here. I don't want to talk about it because it's not even a positive thing that the waiter did. But I picked up an order and apparently the customer is also like a very active patron for this restaurant. And Mm -hmm. the waiters did not like this guy. So they wrote (laughs) on the receipt a very disrespectful note and I'm like, "Uh, can we totally not do this because I don't want a bad rating. Can we, can we just not? (laughs) Um, But I had to tell the uh, guy when I got there that, Hey, look, I'm sorry if there's any challenges between you and this restaurant, but this is a note that they wrote on here and they wouldn't replace it. And I ended up getting a big uh, get a better tip after that so it ended up really? working out in my favor. Yeah,
0: I just saw that on your TikTok when I was in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't you just rip the receipt off and just throw it away?
1: I was thinking about that, but I didn't know if that was really okay. Like, do you are you really supposed to rip off a receipt that they are supposed to receive on the bag? I don't know if it that's was a- some- It was stapled to the bag? It was stapled on. It was the thing that sealed it.
0: I thought they didn't want us to give them the receipt anyway, because then they realized that they are paying higher prices ordering through DoorDash or whatever.
1: It wasn't the kind of receipt that showed the uh, prices. It was the kind of receipt that showed the items in the bag.
0: I probably would have just thrown it away. (laughs) away? They they didn't give me a receipt, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Toss it. I I probably should have. What about you, Steve? Anything... Well, I've and been working every day. Out.
2: I've been doing uh, deliveries. I don't know. I I I can't really think of any funny stories. Uh, mm. It's uh, it's lonely now. Going to a mm. curbside pickup. It's mm-hmm. not the business is way down. Yeah. Everybody's going in and getting groceries. Well,
0: that's a good. That's a good way to lead into the theme of this week's show. <laughs> <laughs> it's down for everybody. So our top story, yeah. Uber, Doordash, and Lyft lose combined 9 billion in market cap amid sell-off. All right, so I'm just gonna hit the the nation's three largest gig app gig companies extended their losing streaks and shredded a I think that's what supposed to It says shedded. Okay, shredded, 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 combined 9.12 billion in market capitalization money after a broad market sell-off. DoorDash stock closed at an all-time low after sinking 11% to 64.18, its largest percentage decrease since March. Um, It was also the worst three-day stretch for the shares since the three days ending in March when they fell 20. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the company lost 2.76 billion in market cap on Monday. Mm -hmm. Shares of ride-hailing giants Uber and Lyft both closed at lows they haven't seen since their worst showings. At the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic two years ago, Uber stock closed at 23.05. It's low since April. Lyft stock closed at 1861. It's last time I I just checked it this morning, it was down to like 17 and change. It's lowest closed since March, blah, blah, blah. For Uber, the big decline came on the same day as a news report that CEO Dara sent a Sunday night email to staff announcing cost cuts, treating hiring as a privilege, and having to do more with less, which we'll talk about in the next story. In the email, the CEO cited a seismic shift in the market and investor inspections. Because of that, he said the company would make a shift of its own instead of measuring progress on profitability using adjusted EBITDA, which I forget that stands for, something before interest tax deduction. I forget what it stands for. Um, It will use cash flow. On the other hand, Lyft executives told analysts during last week's earning call that they intended to spend more on driver incentives and marketing. sending the company's shares plunging. Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash all reported first quarter results last week, beating revenue expectations but continuing to post net losses. Uber shares have declined 45% year-to-date, while so far this year Lyft and DoorDash stock have fallen more than 56% and 57% respectively. All right. So last, last week I said it was like the all bad news show, but, I mean, this one it still continues this, here. This is
1: pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. How do you make so much money, but lose so much money at the same time? I don't get it.
1: Well, first thing that I'm noting here is that this isn't just DoorDash, Uber, and Lyft. This is literally all tech stocks, all the market. Yep. Um, do I think it's a bear market? Probably. We It is very close to being called an official recession. I think one more quarter of a poor GDP and then suddenly, damn, it's gone. Uh, Well, it's official, really. But all of these companies tend to do better when everyone's doing better. And that's just customers, people in general. When the uh, stimulus hit for the 1400 checks and everything, that's when things really picked up for DoorDash. It wasn't when... The what call it hit the pandemic hit. Actually right. speaking, that was something the COO, the president of DoorDash, actually stated. Um, but those are the first things that I'm noticing. What do you this
0: think? This is
1: you? a re- th-
2: this is a recession, folks. That's yeah. That's what this is. Have you seen crypto? Have you have you watched? What's oh, don't going even on over get there? me
1: started <laughs> on how that crashed.
2: That's still crashing, and that also. That could be the canary in a coal mine. That could be what's about to happen. You know, what, that's
0: such, I is, haven't checked my uh I haven't checked Bitcoin in a while.
1: Oh wow, it's, it's down to twenty-eight thousand. It was under like thirty. It was forty or something a week ago or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Ethereum is on
2: this morning Ethereum's under two thousand. That's Yikes. been over a year. And um, <laughs> but that's that's what happens when they re- they have to the it's inflation and raising the interest rates so mm-hmm. there's uh less credit cuz interest rates are higher so there's less liquidity uh you know so work make make as much cash as you can you know the 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 silver lining to this let's talk about silver lining silver linings mm-hmm. would be this would be a time to get in uh,
0: that's, this would, that's exactly what I was just going to say is like i Every time Lyft, Uber, DoorDash goes down, that's ice buy because you can get more for less, you know? That's true.
1: That is considered a deal. And I understand, Eric, that you don't do Bitcoin. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't either, but I definitely track all the prices of everything.
0: I would definitely recommend getting a little bit in there. Actually, I put my, I said this a million times, but I I moved my IRA is all crypto back now. In fact, it's almost all. Really? Really? It's Bitcoin, Ethereum, gold, silver, precious metals.
2: Wow, that means well, you—that's mm. pretty bleak. You, you've got a great, <laughs> bright outlook on the future. Gold, <laughs> yeah. silver.
0: Mm. Well, I, I'm not planning on retiring anytime soon. You know, I still got a couple more decades. So mm. let's see, let's see what happens. Anyway, let's move on to the next story, which is basically a part two of the one we just read. Uber CEO tells staff company will cut down on costs, treat hiring as a privilege. So, uh, so Uber will cut back on spending and focus on becoming a leaner business to address the seismic shift in investor sentiment. CEO Dara Kash Roshawi told employees in an email obtained by CNBC. See, I can pronounce Dara's last name. Steve at Rideshare Rodeo can't. After all I couldn't things. pronounce <laughs> that. It's easy. Kash Roshawi. I, I can't. I think. Is he Greek? I think he's Greek. I don't think he's Indian. Hmm. Anyway, tech stocks have plunged sharply from the highs of the coronavirus pandemic as investors fret over the prospect of an end of the era of cheap money. That's what Steve was just saying. The defined historic bull market, the Nasdaq Composite, last week recorded its fifth consecutive weekly decline, its longest since longest such losing streak since 2012. To address the shift in economic sentiment, the ride-hailing firm will slash spending on marketing and incentives and treat hiring as a privilege, gosh, for shall Shawi said. Let me skip down here. Uber will now focus on achieving profitability on free cash flow basis rather than adjusted earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. That's the abitida. No, it's not the Leo show. Uber's revenue more than doubled to $6.9 billion in the first quarter. As demand for its ride business rebounded thanks to a relaxing of COVID restrictions, the company has relied heavily on its eats food delivery unit to boost sales in the pandemic. Still, Uber posted a 5.9 billion loss in the period, citing a slump in its equity investments. Uber's cost-cutting strategy highlights a divergence from Lyft, its main competitor. Lyft said it would increase spending to attract more drivers due to surging gas prices. And did I book any? Yeah, this is this is the email that Dara sent out. If you want to read it links to everything in the show notes so um not a a whole lot to add to this story that we didn't just say in the last one but
1: i actually i i I actually have a lot to say about this first off the hiring as far as people coming onto uber they were a little unclear on whether they were referring to independent contractors or w2 but if they are referring
0: to Employees for the... I think they were talking about employees. Yeah, headquarter.
1: Well, if they are talking about employees, that could be... The fact that they're treating hiring as a privilege, that could be really good for people who are really tired of their support teams. Because if <laughs> they can... If they're afraid to lose their jobs, they might actually start to do them. <laughs> <laughs> um, But on the other side of that, if they're talking about independent contractors, this may reduce the amount of challenges they have as far as actually having oversaturated markets. So this might be good for drivers. I think.
2: So when I read this story, uh, one thing I thought about was the recent news about Elon Musk buying Twitter because one thing, One thing this has done is smoked out a whole bunch of things about Twitter that nobody really knew. One of which was there's all these people who work there in the San Francisco office that make millions of dollars in salary. And that meanwhile, the company is never posting losses. I think I'll bet a lot of um, a lot of Silicon Valley companies have that going on because they've just had so much venture capital money floating around in the air that everybody mm-hmm. is making these big salaries. I suspect Uber is the same way. So when she said that hiring is a privilege, you know, you I think they're going to take a harder look. I hope so. But but I, I think they're going to take a. I I think that's what she's referring to, a harder look at people who are who they're overpaying. They're yeah. probably doing a lot you know they probably you know they were throwing money in the air to get engineers for a long time and yeah. uh that's what Something they I- were going to build here in Dallas Uber Uber was going to build right before the pandemic this um an engineering center and I know uh
0: ne- neither of you guys do Rideshare, right you only do no delivery Yeah.
2: No. what
0: if uh i mean like you like That story said they're going to and give out more bonuses and driver perks and a lot stuff like what would Lyft or Uber for that matter, what would they have to offer you to become a rideshare driver where you would actually a oh, consider it and be actually do it?
2: You know, <laughs> that may be a good opportunity now because the growth, I do the grocery delivery and mm. Instacart and now shipped is following they they just have ground down the pay but uh uber uber you know so be an independent contractor go to where you're needed uh, yeah, but- I have a, my friends who've taken ubers they wait an hour they were in austin in downtown austin on a saturday night I have to wait 45 minutes for an uber that's crazy that i mean so that means that they mustn't they must need well, drivers.
0: Steve, Steve, you're you sound like a politician. You're dodging the question. I'm saying, how much would That's Uber me. or Lyft have to offer you to for you to actually become a rideshare driver?
1: Cross my palm with silver. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do What do you think, uh, Joe?
1: Well, I think for me, I have always my opinions on oh, absolutely nothing. No way to rideshare. I actually <laughs> agree with Eric on that. It's not even the fact of this is actually just for me as a person. I can't drive the way I normally drive with another person in the car because (laughs) you change the entire dynamic of how you drive when you just add one person, whether it's someone you care about or some random stranger. And now that they have a rating system, I'd get deactivated like that so you're driving new york man? in florida yeah i drive in new i like i'm in new york in florida which means no one knows what the hell they're doing
0: that, that's hmm. how i am my little honda fit i'm still out there flooring it and i mean i don't know what gps i like ways because people can put where cops are on there and also after you drive around enough you kind of know where the speed traps and all that stuff are but yeah Um, so it sounds like, well, what I was going to say is like, I know Lyft has a bonus. They have all the time where it's, you give 180 rides and you're guaranteed to make three grand. If you don't make three grand, they pay you the difference. And so that's something I would actually kind of consider, but, and actually you don't like, so like, it's actually better in that deal to take short rides. Like I could just go down to Disney world and just take people, from their hotel to Disney and back, and these are all short two three mile rides, hmm. and you make like anywhere from three to five dollars, maybe ten if you're lucky. Yeah, in each ride, but you would knock them out. You could do like twenty in a day, and then you would get all that extra, like the the difference between what you made in the three grand. Um, and if they boost it up to five grand, I would consider it. I mean, well, it's also. I think- Driving during the day is a lot safer. Don't drive at night.
1: <laughs> yeah, that too. But I think what you noted there was you would go to Disney about that subject, which exonuates a very good point. Location, location, location. If you there, if the market you have is really good for rideshare ride share and that you can earn those bonuses very easily, then go for it. But if you don't have that opportunity in, at your disposal it may not make as much sense.
0: Hmm. All right, let's 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 move on to our next story. This is a local news story out of Chattanooga. Shout out to Valestad's voice. Although he doesn't make videos anymore. I know he's in Chattanooga. And I think Coach Tim is there too. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys watched this. I, I saw bits and pieces of it. So we're just going to react in real time. I watched it
4: will have to live with a bullet in his leg he was shot while picking up a driver can you guys hear shooting happened at Volkswagen last month Chattanooga police arrested Lamel Billups and charged him with three counts of attempted first degree murder the uber driver is now sharing what he remembers from that night with local three news Dallas Payton has the story you'll only see on three Dallas
3: Cindy, James Nazca Uber for seven months, picking up people from many neighborhoods and businesses across the Tennessee Valley. He says he never felt unsafe during a pickup, not even minutes before he was shot. James Nazca had just completed a drop-off in Hickson around 10.30 at night on April 11th when his phone started buzzing for the next pickup. 20 minutes later, Nazca was pulling into a car line at Volkswagen NASCA recalls the pickup being during the middle of a shift change because there were tons of people outside. After waiting for a few minutes, two men who were his passengers approached his car attempting to get in the back seat.
5: Before they could even get the door closed, I just started hearing pop, 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 pop. I didn't really know what that was, but I started feeling the pops hitting my car. So, I mean, it was really loud, you know, uh, and so it was probably like the Third or fourth one that I heard, uh, you know, pierce my car. And it went into the car door, went into the bottom of my thigh.
3: Nazca says he panicked for a second and didn't realize where he was or what was happening. Once he realized what was happening, he saw people running and screaming in the cars in front of him, speeding off. So he did the same. The plan was to
5: uh, get out of there as fast as I could and uh, take myself and one of the passengers who was also shot. Uh, take us to the hospital but my back driver's side tire got hit in the gunfire.
3: NASCA only made it to Bunny Oaks Drive with the blown tire. By this time, Chattanooga police were en route to the scene. So NASCA pulled over into the median and flagged down an officer. Shortly after, NASCA and the injured passenger were taken to Erlanger.
5: They did like an x-ray and a CT and um, they said, yeah, it's uh, it's not really in a dangerous place so we're just going to leave it in there. <coughs> Leave
0: uh, a
2: bullet in your
5: leg.
3: Weeks later, still got a bullet in my leg. Like, like Missouri Andrew Jackson. Died if the shooter was aiming any higher.
5: In these moments, like I'm, you know, I was thankful. I was thankful to go home and and see my brother and see my wife that night. To you know, hug my dogs and, you know, it's it's really hard. It's still really scary for me, um. But like, but I'm just thankful to be here.
3: He hopes that no Uber driver ends up in a similar situation but advises that drivers should know their exits. Because if something Blood on his car, car seat. You know how to yeah, that's you pretty gross. The
5: neighborhood or parking lot, wherever you are, you want to know how to get out of there as fast as you can.
3: NASCAR car was totaled during the shooting. He says Uber was able to help out with insurance money for his car, but that's it. He, he has decided to stop Ubering. For now, Local 3 reached out to Uber about the incident. And they sent a statement saying, in part, our thoughts are with the vi- victims as they recover from this terrifying act of violence. We've been in touch with the driver to offer support and standing by to assist law enforcement with their investigation. In studio, Dallas Peyton, Local 3 News.
2: All Take right, that interest. was
3: world out there, folks.
0: I thought it was bizarre, though, because it seemed like he was picking somebody up at a Volkswagen factory or whatever, and it's like a gang shooting or something in the middle of broad. I don't get this. I feel like they they skipped a step or something. Yeah,
1: I, I feel like they did not get into what was the reason that there was a shooting there to begin with. <laughs> like, yeah, is it personal, professional? Is it? Somebody got fired and their butt hurt about it,
0: or <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, the intended these are... target exactly. What do you think, uh, Steve?
2: <laughs> so, I wonder how much he got from Uber for the car. I wonder how that yeah, would work.
0: You know, Uber I has mean, a I really high it, deductible, it's like at least a thousand, if not five thousand. But if
2: you're in a shooting, I mean, like with the and your car is totaled. The, and w- there's a would they would they pay leg. off yeah 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 well I but I mean I I wonder if they would pay off the car loan. I don't know.
1: I, was I don't I think know. they it's would like... pay off the car loan. I think <sighs> they would get the car repaired. I think they would it's handle totaled. the medical bills, if anything, but it's I don't think they would get the I would pay off the whole car at that
0: point. I'm not sure. I mean I saw the pictures of the bullet hole in the door. But I'm not sure how that would total the car because they could that probably, too. they could probably replace the door or or patch the. Like the I holes. said, they
1: probably pay for repairs before anything. Mm-hmm. This
0: is this is why you guys don't do rideshare driving like in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna get could get shot. I don't know. Like I, it's funny because when I do my Google alerts in the morning, like not every day, but maybe like once a week, there's a similar story of Uber driver shot, Uber driver carjacked, you know, Uber driver robbed and it's like they're just kind of like run of the mill now and but that one was like so bizarre maybe not bizarre but just out of the ordinary that i thought it was worth talking about so if anybody is in uh tennessee maybe you guys can let us know like what's really going on there you know
2: since covid my my, the people i hang out with has changed but you know, like I used to know a lot of people, like the employees at Costco and different stores I'd be at, and a lot of people did Uber. I mean, in Dallas, Uber's good money. You know, mm-hmm. there's you can make good money in the day, in the morning, at night. You know, there's all the business crowd, the airport crowd, so it probably is. It's probably a good gig if you want to mm-hmm. just drive your car around all day.
0: It just depends on what the rates are where you live and location, the demographics location and, location yeah. <laughs> um let's move on to our next story before that's one before the first break some of you guys waiter is one of the very small minor league food delivery apps i think they're kind of local just to like the southeast i think waiter owns bite squad so waiter and bite they also
1: own uh delivery dudes out here yeah
0: they mentioned that in the uh in this article so delivery dudes Waiter posts 77 million. See, look how small they are compared to Uber and Lyft. Like, that's like a factor of like what 10,000 or something. I don't know. Like 10% of what they yeah. lost. That's like 1% or something. Anyway, yeah. waiter post 77 million loss in the first quarter due to 67 million goodwill impairment tied to stock price. So, the delivery app waiter posted a loss of more than 77 million in the first quarter, though attributed a 67 million chunk of the shortfall due to a goodwill impairment tied largely to its paltry stock price. According to the company's latest earnings report, for comparison, the Lafayette-based delivery app posted a $3.7 million loss in the first quarter of 2021. I mean, that's like chump change for Uber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in its latest Securities and Exchange Commission's filings, Waiter blamed most of its lagging performance on its high gas prices and inflation, which is hurting both its customers and its drivers. It also partly blamed the declining revenue on a lack of stimulus payments. Waiter said the $67 million goodwill impairment is mainly due to a decline in our stock price and market capitalization where stock price closed at 21 cents <laughs> the company is considering a reverse stock split to bring up the price so it can avoid being delisted by nasdaq penny it hasn't so. un- yeah, yeah literally penny stock it has until july to avoid delisting goodwill is an intangible asset that appears on a company's balance sheet that is typically associated with with the purchase of another company, a goodwill impairment occurs when the current value of the goodwill drops below its value at the time of the acquisition. Amid the poor financial performance, waiter won't be waiter much longer. The company re- said it is rebrand to ASAP should roll out in the third and fourth quarters of 2022. Do you guys do Bite Squad or Waiter? Technically I'm in with Bite Squad. It's it's the worst app I've ever used. It's like all text based. Um, I think I've you, could, you probably count on one hand the number of bite squad orders I've done ever.
2: Mm. That's the problem with dealing with being with small companies. Um, they don't have much programmers, so they they don't they don't they don't have very sophisticated apps. You know that that's the problem with these competitors to Uber and and Lyft, a small mm. rideshare company. Those apps are complicated. And the same with uh, with delivery delivery apps. But, you know, hey, if you speculate in penny stocks, you got waiter.
1: Hmm. (laughs) I think that I've well, I've considered going into delivery dudes when I first got out here because I heard about it. And from what I heard, the app, like regardless of the app itself, one of the things I, the first thing I noticed with it was that they do not allow you to decline orders. So, I was like, really? All right, I, I can't even do something like that. And they're pretty popular out here. Well, that would news. make
0: you an employee, then, if you couldn't yeah, decline it's orders. Basically,
1: you're a W-2 employee with a 1099... 1099- that is literally the definition of a misclassified employee because <laughs> you don't have the privileges of a 1099 worker. You are treated like a employee, but you don't have the benefits that people truly value of being an independent contractor.
0: Yeah, GoPuffs like that too. They only let you like decline like one order. A favor or
2: favors picky. A favor you can. You can't decline much. You can do it a couple of times, but you can't just
1: sit there and decline all day. You'll get <laughs> you'll get you'll get dings for that. Yeah. But with GoPuff, don't they have a minimum earnings payment? Yeah. Or, yeah. It's
0: kinda like Prop 22 where you have a guaranteed hourly, but if you make yeah. more than that. So
1: Yeah. But Let's, with uh, that... go ahead. But with that said, delivery dudes does not have that. Guaranteed hourly. They just have the $1 per order, and then whatever tips you get, that's it.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, let's take our uh, first break and we'll be right back in 34 seconds.
3: Are you a DoorDash delivery driver? Are you a DoorDash Would you like delivery driver safer? Safer and less stressful like be driving and, and earn less more at the same time? And earn more at the, the same time. Utility helper the driver's app utility helps. The driver's utility that allows you to do just create that. Custom filters, create custom and it's filters system. and an automated work system for you. Work for automatically and low-paying requests, requests, low requests and accepting more profitable requests so you can focus on driving. Visit acceptvisit.com to get started. To
0: get started today all right let's move on this time. is not the story that joe covered the other day there's a i guess DoorDash drivers in australia are forming a former labor union this is yeah something totally different this is similar him and i talked about some of this stuff last year um all right, so this is from eater.com delivery workers are the next frontier of labor organizing In late April, New York city mayor, Eric Adams joined food delivery workers and the commissioner of the department of consumer worker protection in Times square to mark a historic moment. When gig workers in New York city signed on the next day and began rushing bagels, burgers, and a bag of groceries to high rises and walk of apartments. A few critical things would be different. Adams announced unlike the people delivering from DoorDash, Uber Eats and other, all other apps all over the country, New York city based workers will be guaranteed upfront information on routes, pay, and tips for each delivery, among other new protections. Exactly one year prior, members of the pandemic-born movement dubbed Los Deliveristas Unidos, uh, which Hannibal and I talked about last year, uh, brought together thousands of workers to march through Times Square to call attention to their plate. Workers have been repeatedly exposed to COVID while customers home- stayed home safely, and food delivery app companies revenues rose. They endured extreme weather, violent attacks, traffic accidents while covering all their own expenses, bringing home what often amounted of to less than minimum wage. The There's Brooklyn-based why. The Brooklyn-based Workers' Justice Center of New York helped Los Delivery Unidos get organized, and the subsequent city council legislation was a direct result of their action. Um, so I'm just going to keep highlighting the bullet points here. All this happening amid a broader labor uprising, but it's particularly noticeable because app-based delivery workers are not employees. While companies have been pouring millions of dollars into making sure they won't be legally required to put delivery people on the payroll, those workers are organizing for their rights. Uh, While their status as contractors makes it harder to organize traditional labor unions, groups including Justice for App Workers say that over the long term, they're working towards doing so. The 2019 National Labor Relations Board ruling made it easier for employers to classify employees as contractors, which means they are not covered by the federal law that guarantees the right to unionize. Nothing in the law prevents them from unionizing, but they are not protected from employee retaliation. And in December 2021, NLRB announced it's considering reevaluating the ruling, and this, yeah, this is a really long story. So read the whole thing, link in the show notes. I just wanted to read a little bit more. Some surveys have found that many app-based workers around the country prefer the freedom of being classified as independent contractors. In New York City, uh, Hernandez, I'm not sure who that was, said many of the workers involved in LDU prefer to restaurant jobs they held before where they typically have no control over when and for how long they were scheduled to work. They can pick their kids up from school in between shifts. And while the pay can be low and unpredictable, it may be preferable to wage theft at the hands of abusive bosses, which is common in food service. As one DoorDash worker expressed in a Facebook group for Dashers, I left working horrible fast food jobs for this. So, yeah, long story, really interesting. Definitely recommend everybody read it if you have time. Um, you know, Steve and I mentioned last week about the the Puerto Rican jockeys and that, uh, that landmark hmm. uh, ruling. Hmm. And so there's definitely... I, I the problem is, and like, and also like in Seattle, like they're organizing up there and they're even going to do a minimum wage probably. So, um, you know, this I is don't, I, I, I don't it's buy It's not it. exactly the Teamsters, but it's you know, these little NGO groups, and it, they're pretty much only in big blue cities. I don't buy it. I, I don't think there's a big groundswell. <laughs> I don't think
2: there's a big groundswell for labor unionizing. I just I, I don't see it. Do you guys I mean, other than reading these stories, these every week, it's the same story on and on. And all they do is link to each other's articles. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, So. So from what I can tell from the video I made about the union that was born in Australia, a lot of this is political. They say only some people prefer the independent contractor life and quite honestly, the majority of people who are gig workers prefer the independent contractor life. Yeah. And
0: two or three to one.
1: Yeah. There are, sure. are there people that prefer the employee route? Yeah. But, and I actually did a poll on this again. My channel is minuscule in comparison to, uh, to what I, everyone else's is, um, but I have, but when I did a poll, I literally asked, Hey, if you had the opportunity to become an employee again through the gig apps, what would you take it? 8% were all for it. And everyone else was kind of like, I mean, I'll try it, but I'm probably going to end up quitting. Or they were like, No, I really don't want this. Ne- never do that. Or things to that effect. Yeah. So I really don't believe there is a need or desire for that and a lot of these other people are taking the political approach where it sounds like a good idea but it's really not going to be executed the way that it sounds
0: yeah i don't know if you follow on twitter and he has his own blog he has his podcast entree courier um he he has a, a podcast too it's deliver on your business check that out um and he's made some good points over the years he's like you know if we're technically small business owners, then Uber, DoorDash, Instacart, all those, they're technically our customers. So, And the customer's always going to try to screw you. <laughs> so mm-hmm. why would you want your customer who, in like I see on especially Twitter, Reddit, Facebook groups, um, people complain how they're, st- like they just hate, hate, hate. Like there's entire Twitter accounts dedicated to just hating on one, like who has the mental energy to do that? And then they want to, have the government force them to become their employees. And like, I don't, that makes no sense at all, unless you're just like a total masochist or something. Um, I, Like, did they think like, okay, so since we're going to switch the relationship from independent contractor to client, to employer, employee, all of a sudden they're going to, the Uber lift, all these companies are going to start following the rules. If they didn't chat, follow it under the current model, what makes you think they would follow it under employer, employee? Chat
2: also these articles, it's the same it's like the same 10 people over and over. Again. Yeah. Like there's this eater article here. They, they, there's a whole thing. Once again, there's Vanessa Bain, Vanessa Bain. She pops yep. up in every story. Vanessa Bain. We started the gig workers collective in 2016 to help Instacart shoppers organize for fair compensation. And she's a Instacart shopper. Really? Who really? knows if she
0: actually does it anymore though.
2: <laughs> hey, you know what? I, do, do, does does Vanessa do it? Does Vanessa or any of these people come on
1: the? I mean, would they do an interview?
0: Uh um, that.
2: that, that would be, did they talk to anybody
0: other than? I feel
2: like yeah. it turns labor
1: interrogation writers. pretty quick. I'm not
0: gonna <laughs> lie. Well, I know uh, Willie Solace was on Steve. Not this Steve. There's Steve. Steve Johnson, right? Here, he was on his podcast like a year or two ago. Really, but Steve isn't out there. He's not. It's not like. He's not like being Tucker Carlson, where he's antagonizing the guests. He's just kind of letting them speak for themselves, you know. Hmm. So uh, it depends if you want that crossfire, you know, well, like the top, gig top workers, radio atmosphere, or do you the, want like the gig an workers? Actual... Collective
2: people are on Twitter. I think yeah. I've talked to her. Those people and the Seattle people; those are hmm. always those are the groups that organize the suing the lawsuits. The Instacart lawsuits when Instacart was stealing tips. Yep. <laughs> they were and yeah, and, and, and when
0: DoorDash were, was stealing tips and I was making more money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe, you were you've been on DoorDash for a while. Did you make more money when when DoorDash was stealing our tips and like what was the base pay back then? Because here, so it was when like I got start, bucks.
1: so when I got started, I think the base pay was like seven or something like that. It was before. They changed the pay model from we will subsidize it if the customer doesn't tip or whatever. And it turned into what it is now, where it's base pay plus promo plus whatever. And the minimum was like three dollars or something to that effect. But. Did I make more money doing that than I did now? I feel like I made more money with DoorDash when I signed up for these large order programs. And I was less focused on DoorDash paying me more than ha- finding the best orders to actually fulfill. Mm. So I don't think it was... I But all with that said... Was I making more from DoorDash during the period of time where I got started? Absolutely. I think everyone was.
0: Yeah, we're we're getting kind of off topic. Let's 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 trudge on or plow ahead, as Bill Burr would say. Mm -hmm. So this is a much lighter story from Grocery Dive. Three ways grocers are elevating online order picking in their stores as retailers continue to rely on main locations filled digital demand, Many are trying to boost efficiency and quality through enhanced training technology and store layouts. This is a very long story. So I'm just going to read a few bullet points here. Picking online orders is still causing headaches for grocers on multiple fronts with customers often groaning about inadequate substitutions or bruised produce in in-store shoppers jostling with e-commerce workers to select products in the aisles. Major players like Kroger are looking to solve these dilemmas while with dedicated fulfillment sites for online orders and automation that takes the burden of order picking off store associates and gig workers. Sources in the industry outline three key areas grocers can invest in to help make in-store order picking more efficient while also offering a quality experience of, to both in-store and online customers, store design, technology, and training. So I was going to read kind of like the, the top information on each of these points. So, all right. So point number one, designing and redesigning stores for picking efficiency. E-commerce fulfillment is a huge focus for grocers as they consider their store designs and layouts said Craig St. Clair associate principal at Cunningham and architecture design and planning firm. But the need for e-commerce infrastructure can vary store to store depending on customer demand, and online order volume. Let's see, look how far I got to scroll the next one, leveraging technology to boost speed and service. Grocers and e-commerce providers have been turning to technology solutions to address picking problems from speeding up the process to improving quality around product selection. For example, Instacart announced earlier this year an in-store navigation tool, which I still haven't got yet, with an interactive map of the grocery store to help locate products more easily as part of its rollout of features and services for its shopper community. Last year, Walmart said its customer acceptance of substitutions jumped more than 95% after pivoting from a manual process for identifying substitutions to employing deep learning artificial intelligence for online grocery orders. Walmart noted deep learning allows it to consider hundreds of factors like size, type, brand, and price when determining recommendations for out-of-stocks. And the last point is, imagine you're picking for your grandmother. Quality control, which is included in worker training, can play a big role in customer satisfaction and cut down on order returns, sources noted. While technology and store design can help people find and pick the correct brand of avocado quickly, the picker ultimately decides which products meets the customer's expectations for ripeness and quality. Like I said, this this article is very long, but it it goes into a lot more detail. So if you have time, link in the show notes, uh, check it out. I know all three of us do um, you know at least one of the big three grocery apps Instacart, mm-hmm. Corner Shop. Ship. Um, so So th- they mentioned the the dark store warehouse things. I mean that's Instacart's kind of piloting that and I, I on one hand I think that's a good idea because like you could have people it basically it would be basically the same as Amazon where you would have W2 employees doing all the picking and you would just roll up and they would just load your car and go the problem is you only have one warehouse and then, so you, ha- you make all your deliveries and you have to deadhead all the way back. And uh like the, they mentioned the Instacart in-store navigation. I have still haven't got that yet. They mentioned that a- Instacart always does that where they mention uh, like what some new feature they're, they're going to roll out, but then it takes like six months or a year before you actually get it. Mm-hmm. Have either of you guys got that on your shopper app? No, oh, um, no. no, but
2: um no, but, the, uh, at the beginning of this article, uh, they mentioned Kroger setting up those stores, and they're doing that in Dallas.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They, they're, they're building the, a giant warehouse. They're building one in South Dallas that's staffed by robots, and the uh, <laughs> city of Dallas gave them a huge tax abatement to build that, and that was in 2019, and it's still not online. Hmm. I, I'm kind of skeptical. Like you are of how those are going to work practically. You know what was interesting in this article? Do, uh, you know, there's a set one of the sub sub leads here was imagine you're picking for your grandmother. Yeah, that line is used in my <laughs> book. Shop like a pro: How to make money shopping for Shift and Instacart. That line is literally used.
0: In the I wonder if they stole that from you. Didn't <laughs> steal it from, it from me.
2: From you. I stole that line because I I copied that line. It's not stealing. I took that line because that's what all the Instacart, uh, that's what the leads did in training back when we had training Instacart shopper training in nineteen in in it's 2018, not training. Back in the it's, day, it's uh, mentorship. onboarding. No, it was onboarding. And onboarding, they would say, shop like it for your grandmother. And mm. so here we are years later, and this comes back. So I guess every company is training their employees to, when you do this, mm. shop like you're shopping for your grandmother. But mm. the problem
0: is, the TikTokers say men don't know how to shop. So like they, they don't oh, know what their grandmother clearly, would want. Right.
1: <laughs> I actually made a video on that. That's too funny. Yeah, um, I've,
2: I've seen it all.
1: Yeah. I think uh, from the very minimal experience I had actually working in grocery stores, I, they change the layout of the store so frequently for seasonal reasons that I don't think they can get away with making an in-store tool like Instacart keeps saying because if they're going to change it for as frequently as they are, they also need somebody to update it as frequently as they have to. And let's be honest, some of these apps are less than efficient at that subject.
0: Mm -hmm. Like Instacart, when you get an order, well, depending on the store, it'll have, it'll list the items and what it thinks is the most efficient route, but it almost never is. And it's just, it's something you learn after doing so Mm -hmm. many shops. And especially if you keep going to the exact same location over and over again, like the Aldi's in my town, I know where like everything is there. There's in Publix, I know where pretty much everything is. And the nice thing about Publix is they have an app that if you're in the store and you do a search, like it'll know which store you're in. And then you can just type, you know, um, Campbell soup. And it'll say aisle three. Although I think they need to get more specific. You ever use the Lowe's or the Home Depot app? If you do a search in those, it'll say aisle 15, bay nine, shelf three. We, we need that. Yeah. That would help us. That would make okay instacart super quick okay so it actually do the aisles like i instead guess, the aisles well guess who
2: guess what store offers that to instacart shoppers kroger i guess y'all don't do kroger in florida very much but we don't a, i don't
1: even think i've seen a. Kroger. it's not no, no, it's kroger not is not in the southeast. okay
2: it's not there all right so kroger uh if you have if you go to kroger for instacart the aisle numbers and the and the and the uh, uh you know, shelf what, number. the shelf number, the bay that, inf- shelf. that information yeah. is there. If you do shipped, all your target orders are taken care of. Of course, target oh. owns shipped. So they know they even know the in- they, they won't send you to a store if it's out of something. So um, but with Kroger, Pro- has too. it done? And those 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 announcements that Instacart keeps making, you know, all Instacart is. It's just a big. um <laughs> uh cloud compute Instacart is just a cloud computing service. Well that's all these apps are so it's software. They as have a to, they're yeah. sitting there and waiting. Yeah. Yeah. So so like for, for Alberts like for Albertson's Randall's Tom Thumb, hmm. they have to send that aisle information to Instacart in order to get into our apps. And if they don't hmm. do it, it won't show up.
1: Yeah. And here's another question. How often do they actually update it? Because I'll tell you what. Uh, DoorDash has their own shop and deliver system but they don't update anything. Right. They yeah. Have, yeah. Right. And <laughs> they're,
2: they're they're depending on the store to update. Yeah. You got to No, um... they don't
1: even update this st- when the store actually emails them about it. That's why there's so many uh, restaurants that have cha- completely changed menus and they don't even have the don't even have some of the items that are on stock. Yeah. On DoorDash.
0: All right, let's move on. We're going pretty long. This I'm going to include this in the first segment, but so this is an interesting story. And an original Uber Lyft competitor, still trying to build a new rideshare model. They kind of um, so it's called Get Around, and it's kind of like the Airbnb of cars. So after a decade during which ultra low interest rates and abundant market liquidity grew Uber and Lyft, which is as Steve said earlier in the show, um, startup giants and eventual IPOs, the rideshare model is under a great deal of stress. Uh, if anything, the pressure on the top of rideshare companies may leave room for additional models to make their case. Getaround is an example. Founded in 2009 and along with Uber and original CNBC disruptor in the inaugural 2013 list, its mission has remained transitioning society away from every licensed driver in the world having a car. Simply walk up to cars that are parked all over the street and tap an unlock button on your phone. What's happening in transportation is a slow-moving kind of shift from ownership to access, and that's building momentum over time, said Elliot Crew, CTO and co-founder of Get Getaround. More and more people are looking at alternative transportation options, realizing that car ownership is very expensive. Getaround wasn't immune from the pandemic, Crew said from the lockdowns to the lifting of restrictions and went through a tough period with significant peaks and valleys in usage during the past two years. Um, While well, Getaround isn't as widespread as Uber and Lyft, he believes the company has opportunity as it expands into more countries and gets people to join the car sharing movement. In some respects, its business model may be closer to Airbnb than other gig economy companies. Get Around is still a private company. and has raised a significant capital, approximately $600 million in funding. And that's about it. So what's like, they kind of mentioned it in there is like, it'd kind of like be Airbnb where um you would just like, it would tell you an available, like you could make your own personal car available. And like, it would if say, it, I think this would work like metropolitan areas where like, it would say it's parked on whatever street. Mm-hmm. And like, you would just, um unlock the car like with your phone which um i don't think either of you guys do amazon flex but amazon has this feature now called garage delivery or whatever people if they have a smart house or a smart garage or whatever you tap a button on my on my app and the garage door will open and then i put the box inside the garage and then i tap it and then the garage door closes and Mm. it's always people who live in the posh suburbs who are never going to get their package pirated anyways but um yeah, this is this is an interesting idea, and I have actually heard about this. Yeah, going back like twenty years. I mean, they said they started in two thousand nine, because hmm. um, a lot of futurists and you know economists and stuff are predicting that eventually, like the Uber Lyft kind of model is is going to be the future, where nobody really owned cars. It's just like whenever you need a car, you'll just you just uh, open an app on your phone, and one will show up. Especially as we move towards autonomous vehicles i mean i think that's still a long ways away um but it's it's certainly plausible and probable so wh- what do you think
2: is this company is it is it in business can you go somewhere and get one of these cars
1: uh yeah i, couldn't but really... it's, I think it's only in like new york and la and stuff like that yeah, it's pretty. It seems like it's pretty focused in metro areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of different companies like this Turo, Hire Car, Zipcar, uh, Share Now, and one, it like there are some positive stories on the subject. Uh, I'm mostly familiar with the Nightmare ones. Um, where it's
2: been around a while,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. and... One of the nightmare stories that I heard was somebody ordered a Zip car from for a larger vehicle. They requested a larger vehicle and somebody took out the back car seats of the vehicle and just kept them.
0: (laughs) How do you take the car seats out? I mean, like a kid's car seat.
1: Like imagine a big Yukon or something like that where you could remove the seats from the vehicle. And they just took them out.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh larceny, <laughs> bunch of thieves. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it wouldn't surprise me at this point if you heard more of those stories and that prevented the growth of things like get around Turo, hire car. And personally, I'm a little afraid to even test the idea of loaning out my car to anybody because I know
0: it's like you want to run your own background check yeah (laughs) what's your credit score like do you
1: have insurance for this do i have insurance for i would
0: do like like one of those personality tests like do all these scenarios like you're you're at a four-way stop and you arrive there one millisecond before the other car what do you you know that
1: would probably Um, have to be one of the uh customer requirements of like Turo or higher car where they actually Mm. do a very thorough background check on that subject what's your driving history
0: all right uh let's take another quick break and we'll be back in 55 seconds meet joe he's a rideshare driver that drives for uber and lyft joe currently uses multiple phones to efficiently drive for uber and lyft But this can be a pain at times and very unsafe. That was until Joe found Maximo, the rideshare app that automates Uber and Lyft ride requests. Maximo will use the filters set by Joe, like time, distance, and passenger rating, to determine which rides are best suited for Joe. When a ride request comes in, Joe doesn't need to worry. Maximo will automatically accept the ride request that matches his filters, and then turn off the app that isn't currently on a ride. Once Joe finishes the ride, Maximo will turn everything back on. This will allow Joe to focus more on his passengers and driving safe.
2: And it happens again. (laughs) (laughs) Well... So, what do you so don't normally do? do? Is it
1: DoorDash? I mainly do <laughs> food delivery apps like DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub. Um, yeah, yeah, that's my specialty personally. What about that's what friend? people
2: are doing now? I mean, I, I just I I do shifts most of the time. I've always done grocery delivery, so
1: hmm.
2: that's. But how know, do you feel about it? I love it. Uh, <laughs> Done it for like four years. I four
1: guess.
2: years. Yeah, I mean, I started Instacart. Had only been in Dallas like six months, so you know it was still <laughs> it was all pretty new.
0: Uh, sorry no about that.
2: Oh, you're <laughs> back.
0: Too much coffee. Well, you know what? This is this is a good thing about yeah. having a three person show. So if I'm late coming back from the bathroom, you guys can mm. talk about and uh, interact oh, with the cool. uh, the viewers.
2: You know, we <laughs> you should have prepared us. Joe and I could have had a routine. Yeah. Ready to go. We were. We kind of had to <laughs> yeah. the fly there. Mm.
0: All right. So our next uh, three stories are all funny or interesting kind of viral video stuff. Um, so, I, and um, a lot of the stuff I haven't watched myself. So this is going to be natural reacting to it. So this is TikTok stars, fans raised $144,000 for a guardian angel Uber driver who stood by her after robbery. No, I'm just going to play the video.
4: Time I and I thought this guy was kind of hitting on me, but then he just robbed me. <laughs> so, yeah, this guy was talking to me, and I turned my back to him, and my friend heard him say, I'm going to make this girl talk to me tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to steal her stuff. And he did. He did, he took my phone, my credit card, and the keys to my rental car (laughs) out of my purse. So when I was stranded in a random city in California the next day, no money, no phone, no way to get anywhere. I was like, you know who was hot? The guy who did this to me. The (laughs) hotel staff ended up paying for an Uber for me to get to a Sprint store so I could get a new phone while we watched my car get towed because I had no keys. And when the Uber driver picked me up, he was like, ew, what happened (laughs) to you? And I was like, no, 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 Rob. and he was like, not on my watch. Like, <laughs> We're getting your phone back, babe. This is my problem now. So he takes me to his friend's store, walks in with me, talks to the workers, decides they're not helping us enough, takes me to a police station, walks in with me, ends up taking over, talking to the police, and he filed this police report for me. <laughs> Raul. We became friends and his name's Raul. We both like Starbucks. So we got some Starbies.
0: Starbees.
4: <laughs> None of my friends or family knew that I was missing, by the way. Um, I had no way of telling anyone because I had no phone, keys, or money or anything. So Raul wasn't charging me at all for this entire day. He was just being a detective with me for fun. <laughs> so we figure out the guy's name and the Airbnb he was staying at and the police escorted us in there and they helped us search the entire Airbnb, but we couldn't find it and then the police were like we're done sorry good luck on leaving this city raul was like those police are idiots we're gonna figure this out on our own but in the meantime no reason we can't have some margs right now <laughs> am i right margs so me and my uber jammer raul got margaritas while looking for my lost phone which he bought just to make me feel better because he's an angel on this earth
0: no and he's I trying know. to have sex with you that's fine well,
4: at least got a margarita. What else am I supposed to do, Raul? And he was like, a lot. We're getting your phone. He takes me back to the Airbnb. We basically break in, track my phone. <laughs> the man abandoned my phone on the gate of his Airbnb. When he probably realized that I was going to call the cops. So, but yeah, that man stole my phone, my keys, my credit cards. You know what he gave me? Friendship with Raul. So, it was worth it.
0: All right. <laughs> Well, I'd be curious to see if Raul would have done the same thing if it was me or some ugly troll looking lady that, that it happened to. It's like, yeah, he's you're you're a pretty girl and uh probably you're both single. So yeah, that's that's probably gonna happen. It's the charm, the mystique of the you know, pretty girl. It's pretty privilege
1: or pretty advantage.
2: Let's go get some margs. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs>
1: uh there is a certain amount of truth to that i actually did read a little bit into the article apparently he does have the raul does have a daughter and uh father who both have cancer and they ended up say like the girl later on ended up raising about one hundred and forty four thousand dollars to help them get their uh medical Truman. bills ch- taken care of. Um, yeah, I think when you go through something like that, it's just natural for you to want to be the hero for everybody because that's just how he is normally. But, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there was uh, some sort of sexual motive to it as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Who, who is that lady? Who, who is that? Who is
0: that? Uh, I didn't catch her name. just,
1: is she is she a, is she an influencer? Probably. Probably. Yeah. She it does say that in the article, and then, d- then, let, then why, let, what what
2: what what's to say none of this was sort of like a publicity stunt? I mean, how do we know this happened? Did, did, did I mean she just waved a piece of paper from the police and 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 she and and she raised one hundred twenty thousand dollars for the Guardian Angels Cancer. I don't know. There's a lot of um, there's a lot well, of a tropes pope. in this. She wouldn't story.
0: just. Well, then who would this random guy be then? Because she would have to get somebody in on it with her.
2: Well, I'm not I, saying I, I it seems, it, it, it seems he, he legit probably, enough his to parents me. Parents probably have cancer. I but but it, it I don't know. It, it seems contrived. I just think it seems yeah. a little contrived. Let it, us know it in the comments. Be a little skeptical.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. Let us know in the comments if you are skeptical, like Steve or. I mean, I think it's totally plausible just because this girl's a hot chick and
1: a straight guy is probably going to do it. With it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think well, it can go either way at this point. I definitely would have if, if I was the driver. The
0: guy,
2: what about the guy who robbed her? I mean, where's the follow up? the The emphasis is on the guardian angel and raising the money. It's not on finding the guy who robbed her. And... Well, they oh, they and, tracked and, him down and they, to her. which they he tracked left him down to his phone.
0: Yeah, well, because you can turn on Find My iPhone. You know, somebody steals your phone then you just somebody else who has. An Don't iPhone. they need to
2: steal approve phone- that, though? People steal phones all the time. They, they you know, they jailbreak them and go and pawn them for cash.
1: Who would and they it? left the phone, but they kept the credit cards and everything else. They took they basically only left the one thing that was truly trackable by location. Hmm. That
2: phone is money. That That, that hmm. phone
1: is cash. It is cash, but it's also a tracking device. So she, I she think kinda skipped over
0: she skipped over the part on how the guy robbed her.
2: And how they find had- the Airbnb? How'd they know what Airbnb? They, they
0: they tracked her phone down. Cause you can just Oh, it'll, oh. It'll, yeah, it'll show you the exact GPS location. So
1: then why <laughs> wasn't he there? Because he, he probably, probably left early. He probably yeah. dipped early. As soon as he had the cards, he was like, "Nah, f this shit. I'm gonna grab my stuff. I'm out." <laughs>
0: this newfangled technology is confusing Steve's boomer mind. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think it's, it's a little contrived. If All There,
2: there are always are always little tells. Any story, always look. I, I like looking for conspiracy theories. There are always little tells in in a story. Let's go mm. down that rabbit
0: hole, but.
1: I don't know. It's too deep of a rabbit hole for me. Let's move on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. So this is, I guess I could have included this last segment. I'm just going to go over this real quick. Uh, Apple plans more Fitness Plus workouts and Instacart style service alongside payment features. All right. So Apple services changes can include upgrades to Apple Fitness Plus and Apple Pay report claims with the company. Also examine a potential grocery ordering service with a focus on nutrition. Well, Let's just skip right to that. A uh, potential uh, potential rival to Instacart or service for buying groceries and meals and delivering them to customers. While there are many companies offering such services on the market, Apple's version could offer a new element: nutrition tracking. It is said that such a service can integrate with the health app, adding nutritional data directly. This could give a new data point for Apple's fitness tracking and wellness platforms to use in assessing the user's health. So, I mean, that that's pretty much all it is here. I don't think I don't think Apple is going to launch a whole Instacart style with drivers and all that stuff. I think it could just be kind of a,
1: yeah, this sounds like it's just a competition on the customer side. let alone not even the uh, Instacart as a platform. Although imagine if Apple or any of these like big tech companies that have no gig platforms start into Mm -hmm. like building their own gig platforms.
0: Yeah. i guess maybe some kind of like integration. Is this like a Peloton thing? Well, it's a, they don't go into much detail here. It's just kind of a speculation at this point. But um, I, I mean, thats I think it's a good idea, like the nutrition thing of just like you could tell your phone, like if you're trying to lose weight or put on muscle or something, like you could actually, like it would tell you which products to buy that would help you reach that goal. Yeah. I don't I think. I feel like a lot of have- fit- I feel like a lot of
1: fitness that. apps are already like, all right, here's an entire meal plan for you. So I don't think that's something that is going to truly take over Instacart for any reason like that. So I think that yeah. was just a weird th- like, throw-in on that part. Yeah, I'll try this.
2: Apple Fitness Plus. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a whirl. I'll I re- don't groove, use it. R- I'm up. already...
0: F- I know how to keep yeah. myself fit. Yeah, you jog <laughs> uh, on the I'm
1: beach. I'm a pile of gelatin, so I might join Steve on
0: this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got a couple more uh react videos. Uh I did not watch this one. This is Paris Hilton is starring in a brand new Uber Eats ad with the Irwin family at, at Australia Zoo, and it's pretty nuts.
1: Oh, it should be good.
0: So I, I have not seen this.
3: Tonight. I'll be eating veggie palmies and chippies with our Australia Zoo family. <laughs> huh, the crocodiles,
4: the lizards, the giraffes, and chihuahuas.
0: Uh.
5: Crikey, Paris! This is where we keep the snakes. Oh, that is so
3: crikey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: uh. That's kind of corny. I
1: feel like Uber's it's not, ad cam- that would make my dad laugh.
0: That's about it.
1: <laughs> I think that Uber's ad campaigns. Well, this is definitely a step up from the Super Bowl ad campaign with Gwyneth Paltrow, but uh, that this is why they're pulling back marketing because that <laughs> is that was kind of weak, to be honest. Yeah, Even, I
2: agree. Yeah, yeah, you wonder where Uber's operating losses come from. Oh, Super Bowl. Those, those ads, they're probably... Oh, my
1: God. You know. Gwyneth Paltrow, eat a candle on camera. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that.
0: They, 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 yeah, yeah I, I, I actually find the whole, I've, the whole Uber Eats ad campaign has been pretty weak, pretty lame. Yeah. Not that DoorDash is much better, but... That's you know. probably just,
1: why they had to pull it back so much, though, because if they don't have a proper marketing team, they probably have to replace all of them in order to really, and this is a quote from one of the earlier articles. If they're going to truly go big, like if they don't consider themselves big now, imagine what happens when they have a quality marketing team.
0: (laughs) All right, let's move on to our last story. And this is, Kind of a, a sequel to something we covered a few weeks ago. This Papa John's worker, he went viral. I think, was that me and you, Steve, that talked about this? Uh, where he said, he was showing... No, um, no. It must have been me and Hannibal. Uh, where he was showing um, the difference in price if you order through Papa John's than if you order through DoorDash or Uber Eats. So, oh, come on, man. It says video currently unavailable. It, it was just <laughs> embedded. <laughs> Maybe uh could be Brave. Ad Blocker. Yeah. We'll see if that does. I remember I had this this site up. Uh, maybe it's Daily Dot. I don't know if it's Daily Dot or if it's... It's, it's uh, off. It's
2: off on my iPad. Oh, is it? Yeah. There you go.
0: It looks like it's coming back. Part one of the series currently has over 2.4 million views. Hey, I mean, we I can watch it on covered- TikTok, not a big deal. I'm right, not saying I'm getting lousy connection. That's not it. Oh. Hang on a second. I'll be right back.
1: I actually covered the story about the uh professor pizza saying, oh, don't order on DoorDash or Grubhub that ordered through me. And quite honestly, everybody in the comment section of that app was pretty much was saying that it's not worth ordering on Papa John's because it doesn't have the distance that it needs. And mm. It's basically everyone just preferred to order on DoorDash anyway.
2: That's interesting. You know, I have a friend who does, who uh, last year was doing Pizza Hut. Just old-fashioned Pizza Hut, pizza delivery. And he did it in a, a wealthy area of Dallas called Los Colinas. He'd do it sure. on a Saturday night, and he'd make $200 in cash tips on Saturday night. Just the old-fashioned, oh the old-fashioned way.
0: Mm. I'm going to try a different browser. Let's try. Uh, I use Brave. Brave. Everybody should be using Brave. I use Brave on my PC and on my phone. Another crypto all the ads
2: and another crypto thing in your life. The crypto browser Brave.
1: It's not really. A crypto, I'm using I mean, Brave too. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a crypto thing. It is. It's, no, it's
0: just. Well, that's only if. Uh, it it, it have anything to do with. All right, so here is freaking freezing up here. I was trying to copy and paste the URL out of uh, Brave to, oh, there it goes. All right, so I'm gonna see. Nope. You know, I just bought that new power supply because they said my um, the power supply I had wasn't powerful enough for the new graphics card that I got. So they said you need at least 350 watts. So I got a 30-watt power supply. And this is what happened Tuesday night with uh, Joe and I. Well, it happened after we ended the
1: I think it's just the My one My computer hour. shut down.
0: Yeah, maybe. It's, I think it's something with StreamYard, too. Is It's like I close all the windows to, like, free a little memory or whatever. Hmm. All right. Alright, so I opened uh
4: Do I have
0: any coffee left? The drags. Maybe this dude um maybe this dude uh, pulled his, uh, the the videos or it. something. No, because I it have it on that-
1: my end. Uh,
0: okay. So it's saying uh,
1: it's saying on uh, Firefox too. I use Google Chrome, and use it. it's okay on my end. Right, let's I just, just had go to with. turn on ad blocker.
2: What the frick?
3: Well. There we go. All
0: right, well, I'm going to read it. Stories of pervasive no-tip. Whoops. <laughs> This is the uh, the fun of doing live shows here, folks.
1: You get uh, to see all I the fumbling in it we'll there. there. Okay, I'll yeah. I'll make this story on my channel. He waited for a seventy dollar yeah. order
2: with me. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, we can not, maybe have really a off next week. Hmm. Don't yeah. let it bother you. Uh, this was a great. This was a great show.
1: Chad, this was actually a lot of fun. I yeah, was yeah. Don't 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 let it don't let it bother you. I normally would not top, cover on my channel, so I'm actually really excited to have done this. So this was a lot of fun. <laughs> Sparkling personalities, morning wit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ways to make right, money. In,
2: insights. Insights. Money making insights.
0: That about wraps it up for this edition. Hannibal and I will be back on Monday night, and next Wednesday afternoon, I'm going to be interviewing Atlanta delivers. She's out of uh, England, hmm. so I'll see
1: y'all next get week. Get some tea and yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, We'll have
2: All a great right. morning show next week.
0: Yep. All right, uh, everybody, check out Driven Wild, and I put a link to your. Uh, your channel in the show notes. Thank Steve doesn't much. really do I'll YouTube. Subscribe, on, I'll
2: subscribe to your YouTube.
0: Steve's on I Twitter and, uh, and Instagram. He posts some funny pictures there sometimes. Hmm. Like uh, He had a, a three-part series of a squirrel who was getting, saw a cat and had to make a U-turn or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. I, I'm just the man. I'm just the shopper on the street right now. Yeah. Hmm. The shopper
0: on the street. All right, everybody, have a good day. I am going to upload this to the audio podcast as soon as possible, which I always forget to plug at the beginning of the show, which I should. If you don't want to watch two hours of us, you can listen to us for two hours. <laughs> like Well, 90 minutes, really. But mm. All right, uh, have a good day, and I will see you next week. All right, bye.
2: Bye, everybody. See you.